What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Fly Casual. We're switching it up tonight. Tonight, we're not talking about movies or TV and video games and all that crap. We're talking about the stuff that gets in your head. That's right. It's music tonight. We're talking about the greatest album events of all time. It's actually okay for you guys to repeat it when I say all it. Time. All time. All time. So strap in and welcome back for another musical fly casual. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get ready to wrinkle. I appreciate you doing the half Numa Numa dance uh, to our theme music over there. The slow like motion just, Numa dance? He was doing it with the bump bumps, but he would yeah. only, and then he would hold and wait for the next bump bump. Yeah. And he's doing this, the fists up in the air. That's what I was doing. I want to watch Law and Order with Howie. <laughs> he just I just the whole time waiting for between the Between every scene. Well, here goes, here goes bump bump. After, yeah. after every commercial break, he's knocking the ceiling panels out. That's how it is. Sometimes I use my legs. That's right. Hey, oh, hey, ladies and wow. gentlemen, welcome back to Fly Casual. Tonight, we're going to talk about the greatest albums of, of all time. time. All time. According to us. Yep. And our opinions that mean the world Everything to ourselves. To us. And they're all correct. That's right. right. To None ourselves. of them is even questionable. Oh man, no, Mike's already busting vinyl out of his sack. Mm-hmm. Over I'll there. cancel uh, well, his, his briefs. His satchel. I mean, <laughs> dang it. His, his ball sack. Wait, uh. scrotum. Uh, dang it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's getting bad already. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson, all my life. Michael Derrick Ball. Hello, Corey T. Wilson. How are you? Why, well, hello. I'm feeling quite all right. How yeah, are you? Right? Thank you very much for asking. You, you bet. I have never seen you uh, so excited about my tastes <laughs> as when you saw that I whipped out that Van Halen vinyl over there by and the by Van Halen oh, vinyl. Oh, means. Yeah. The greatest album of all time. No, I don't know. Uh, no, it was, it was Mike was just really happy that I owned Van Halen. <laughs> oh, I thought you. I, I was, really didn't think you owned Van Halen. I thought you whipped something else out. <laughs> no, it was oh, Women it was, and Children first, and I was very. Impressed. Whoa, you whipped Women and Children first out. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. I'm, that's that's, that's my first. Make the Van Halen. I call that the snare. <laughs> that was a third. Van Halen album, mm-hmm. and it was a classic. Mike's getting out ahead I already. Say. Mike is so excited to flex his musical muscles. <laughs> was it, was it now, you know why he wanted to do, do this episode the Please. following week? Please, recording. I, I, I completely understand that er, all the stuff I'm going to talk about tonight. Everybody's everybody that listens to this podcast are going to be like, oh god, <laughs> I don't uh, know, I don't. But you know what? Know. We're <laughs> going to enjoy talking about what we pick. And Truth. There are going to be people out there that are going to enjoy it with us, Mike. We are not alone. They are here with we us. Are not alone. <laughs> Although we're far apart. Well, we're always you, in their heart. You, went, you and I. Like, <laughs> I know. I knew you were going to jump in there. Soon. What? But, what I, but what I was actually going to say is that there are lots of 40 something dudes in our listenership who can't let go of the past. So That's I feel true. like <laughs> that is true. You're right. Friends. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. It is. That was going to be my suggestion for the intro yeah. music, but I stifled. <laughs> Over there, Master Control, Mr. Stevie J. Howie. Um, I have this little tuning fork if we need it. It's not a tuning fork. I've told you a thousand times it's an electrical connector. It's not a tuning fork it's for It's a ants. mini, mini tuning fork. It's not. Tune it. <laughs> Boom. 
tuning no, that right wasn't now. right. That yeah. you made that sound with your mouth. No, I, I hit the thing. I feel like a tuning fork to me. Yep. It's not even See, large enough knows. to make a sound Thanks, that Jared. deep. I know. I'm just you're welcome over there, cross pond, knowing stuff that's not true, Mister Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Yeah, I have perfect pitch. I know. Oh, you're Bobby McFerrin, are you? Yeah, he just loves the movie. Yeah. Pitch yeah, perfect. like uh, I like. Oh no, wait! <laughs> what you to? I don't like that actor anymore, right? I don't know. Are we? Are we? Have we canceled somebody? Do I know? Oh, no one. I don't get the memos anymore. <laughs> I'm not. Who's that guy? The guy we don't like. Yeah. He was Bobby. There's McFerrin. a guy in Pitch Perfect. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about uh, the Bobby McFerrin movie with, uh, you know, what. <laughs> No, you're thinking about McFerrin? you're thinking about season. Uh, you're actually thinking about season three of the Cosby Show, where Bobby McFerrin did the intro. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. Of. Oh, is he the "Don't worry, be happy" guy? Yeah. Oh no, no I was thinking about somebody else. He's thinking about he's thinking about Beetlejuice. Bobby McFerrin yeah. actually had perfect pitch. That's why he could like go up and down the scale like without any struggle at all and, and nail. He wouldn't be flat or sharp. Just boom every single time. Like he could jump mm. from like the high. He's got like a like a his his range would make Mariah Carey blush. I was thinking of Bobby Darren. That's oh, who I was thinking of. Bobby oh, Darren. No. <laughs> or Bobby oh, Brown. I might have to change my grades. Bobby album Brown. Uh, <laughs> when that come on. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he had a Murphy like Brown. A, Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the theme from Murphy Brown. <laughs> Yeah. And joining us once again after far too long, hey, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Sancho Panda. Hey. Welcome back. Completely yeah, uninvited. Yep. Wondered you just showed up. <laughs> I saw you guys were recording. I was like, hey, I I I have I say words. <laughs> <laughs> I have this a thing is the music too. And taste in yeah. music. So, so music in, in the meantime. Uh, He's got taste in music. Yeah. You know, you didn't say good taste, you yep. just said taste. He has a music minor though. And none of us are yep. music majors, so we can't trump that. Uh, but I'm sharp. I played. Mm. I took piano lessons for a year. And you're a little flat. You know what? You're in treble now, pal. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm going to come I, over yeah. there and slap the bass. Slap the bass. Slap the bass. No. Music puns. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Triple it. Uh. Fortissimo. Yeah. Flats. Right? Yeah. The letters A through G. It's a retard. Oh, Mike, you can't musically say that. Oh, no. You can't say that musically. Is that, is that, is that four? You prefer to say four. challenge. <laughs> three, three. Oh, oh, you ready? Six, eight. Oh, and I just blow your mind. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Paradiddle. Nice. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! I've been paradiddle. I can't. I can't overcome that. What am I? Sixteenth oh, note. I had nothing to say that. <laughs> to bleep that out. So, what tonics are you drinking? Hey, <laughs> hey we could crescendo this podcast oh. and just get louder throughout the whole thing. I think we are. So We're far. screaming. Yeah. at the very end. Mm-hmm. We're already screaming <laughs> at the very beginning. Oh, uh, I screwed that up. We'll circle back around on the coda. <laughs> uh, this, is getting, this is getting bad. This is getting really so, docket. Allegro. Oh. <laughs> Dockerizing? Did, Do we even need a docker? Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Don't you cancel me. Don't you cancel my docking. 
are cleared for docking in Docking Bay Docker. Dock it. So I am two, your dockers down. two episodes away from finishing Silicon Valley. It's a big oh, time. Oh, man. Well, you I, need to get I am, have not watched Rust Fest yet. I finished two weekends <laughs> ago. Fest. But Rust I have uh, just watched the episode before. As they say, what the... No, that's not the penultimate. That's the second to last. Yeah. The, the penultimate to the penultimate. The pen, no. pen, penultimate? Yeah, the three pen, episodes pen left, right? Two, two episodes. Two, the pencil two, ultimate. The Trent ultimate. Trent ultimate. <laughs> I mean, Tint, sure. The Trent okay. ultimate. Yes. The third um, to last. <laughs> I think this uh, is a good time for them to be ending. Yes. But mm-hmm. it's well, they still, only took what three years yeah. off. Jeez. But it's just still <laughs> a great, great show. I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed the last season. I I thought it was going to be limping yeah. the whole time, and it doesn't. What is Mike Judge doing next, man? Yeah, I, I'm excited I to find know. out because Office Space Two. No, <gasps> no, no, that's not his style. No, it is Peter's Revenge. Peter's Revenge. Peter's Revenge. <laughs> Speaking of that, the quest guys, for Milton. Have you guys? <laughs> sorry, I'm joking. Trying to bring this up. Have you guys seen the, the perfect pina colada? Have, have you guys seen my, the new, my, my, my tie-in? Have you guys seen the new deep fake on uh, the internet? It's uh, well, narrow that down. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is Neo taking the blue pill. No, no. <laughs> and he wakes up. And uh, he is in office space. He's basically Ron Livingston's character. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. And, That's uh, and, and uh, Morpheus keeps trying to call him. Like the scene where he gets out of bed and his phone is ringing. He yeah. picks up the phone and it's Lumberg. Well, yeah. it's Morpheus in this version. And he keeps trying to convince him. And he just hangs up the phone <laughs> goes back to bed <laughs> I gotta, I gotta start got watching to more up. of these deep fake the deep things. fake is funny I, I hear that people are doing some clever things out on that their internet with that stuff oh there's another one yeah speaking of the is this your docket yeah, sorry man I'm so sorry but I'm, I'm oh, he's dripping all over his docket bro <laughs> I know bro but you're dripping all over his docket <laughs> oh, it all sticky the other one you gotta check out is uh, is uh, you're Robert- just calling me patches aren't you there is. Do you got rollerblades on? Who's the Spider-Man kid? I can't. I can't Tom remember Holland? his name. Tom Holland. Toby McCollum. The there is. One. There is a Tom <laughs> Holland and Robert Downey Jr. deep fake with Back to the Future. Yes, and I keep meaning to watch it. I keep forgetting. It is. You're gonna. You're gonna watch it. You're gonna be like. I mean, it's. They don't change the voices or anything. Right. which I wish they would have. But. Oh my gosh, their faces on that. You're, you're like, the oh screenshots are unreal. You're like, you could totally redo this movie. <laughs> yeah, I smell a reboot. Careful. careful. I know. That's blasphemy. The sacred text. Okay, I'm so sorry, Howie. Go ahead. I'm please. done. I'm done. I Do finished. it yourself. I finished. Mike, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> since, <sighs> since you've requested it. <laughs> since I've done it. Okay, so in the spirit of. Um, tonight's uh discussion on music spirit of this guy i have this is not my Good favorite life. album but i have been listening to a new album of like, you hate music okay right? so i grew up no in you're a still time. a i grew up in a time where i was hitting my musical stride in the late 80s and early 90s right so if I, you call oh, it if you call it that oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. no, 90s are the best, no, son. Best, last best decade for music, right? No, son. So, <laughs> I, dude, no, seriously, though, I grew up at the beginning of the grunge era, man. I, that's when I no, started. I said the last best, not the best. <laughs> not. The, <laughs> I was literally going to college when grunge was hitting, and it was an amazing time in live music. Because you could wear red awesome. and black flannel Every everywhere, yeah. Day. yeah. You didn't have to dress up in a suit and tie like you did in the fifties. That's true. That's Jeans, true. A red, Mike. black flannel, and a Looney Tunes T-shirt. This is Mike. <laughs> this is Mike's favorite song. Yeah, oh, you know. <laughs> man, he saw Spears live. Yeah, go ahead and do your docket. It was awesome. Do your docket, Mike. Oh baby, baby. Go ahead and do your docket, Mike. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both disgusted and slightly aroused, so stop. You're not far off, actually. (laughs) That video was fantastic. What the video was. So, okay, so Pearl Jam and and, uh, Nirvana and all those bands hit and everything. And one of the bands that I really kind of latched on to that was... Really neat and kind of original. No. (laughs) Soundgarden? That was Was last week. Brian Setzer Orchestra. (laughs) (laughs) Actually was Veruca Salt. I was a big Veruca Salt fan. Veruca, sweetheart. Veruca Salt. Yes. Veruca Salt, for those who don't know. Right here. I mean, think of musically, think of of like Nirvana and... But the, I mean, okay. it's female lead singers and they harmonize amazingly and it was good stuff and it still is good stuff. And so uh, like a grunge Wilson Phillips. Yes. That's a good, yes, that's a, that's a good, uh, also good popular analogy. at the same time. <laughs> Someday somebody's going to make So anyway, I was a fan of the Veruca Salt. So anyone who knows any history about Veruca Salt is okay. So they put out their, first album which was pretty much just a basement demo that took off and sold you know millions of copies and that's what launched their careers american thighs is that what it's called american thighs um, which would have been i don't know mid 90s 95 ish and then uh they did a uh, follow-up to that eight arms to hold you was 96 or 7 and uh after that the band kind of hit a brick wall and they kind of they broke up I don't know, 98 ish or so. And, uh, um, there's the two girls, you had Louise post and, um, and Nina Gordon and Nina left the man kind of creative differences kind of thing. And, uh, Mm. Louise kind of Disney got involved, huh? Yep. Louise put a form of the band back together and kept it going for a long time. Yeah. But it was never quite the same because the two girls together are what made the magic. I know. Well, Paul Simon doesn't sound as good without Art Garfunkel, in my opinion. That's true. There you go. Some Seether. This is what launched their career. Probably going to be a lot of this tonight. I'm so excited to use his toys. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Don't wait for it. Talk over these, it or we're just going to be doing this all These girls now. harmonizing to their amazing. I love it. Anyway, so 2015, actually, they uh, finally bury the hatchet. And uh, got back together and uh, recorded another album. So really, I consider this the third Brook Assault album, even though there was many in between. And uh, so I've been digging on that new album. And that new album is called, if I can pull it up here real quick, (laughs) Ghost Notes. So Ghost (laughs) Notes. And this is 2015, so it's been a few years ago. But uh, um, I just rediscovered it and uh, love it, man. They put the original band back together. They brought back the guys, too. There was uh, a drummer and a bass player. The drummer was actually um, 
Nina Gordon's brother, which I never knew, just found all this out just by, I don't know, geeking out the over lately and yeah, finding interviews and YouTube is a wonderful thing. I just might, I'll just say, but so mm-hmm. I've been geeking out over their uh, new album. It's good. I it like sounds how like- Mike is going down like a rabbit hole lately of bands that realized they had nothing else to do. So they got back together and did a new album. <laughs> <laughs> That's like his thing lately. The Stone Temple Pilots, now yeah, well, Assault. Hey, right? Let me, Corey, let me in on something. Mike used to be in a band. Maybe they'll get back together. Uh, he's, he's preparing. <laughs> he's preparing. <laughs> creative differences? I was going to say Mike no. was the creative difference. <laughs> no. The Age differences. Profe- playing professionally is a difficult proposition. Yep. It sure <laughs> is. a lot of work and you don't get paid. <laughs> so it's tough. But Well, not if. Well, you're if you're good, you do. Oh man! <laughs> uh, Get good, Mike. So just be and good. Mike was this close to being good. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> you just can't see how wide my fingers a are. You don't people, know. A lot of people are trying to get discovered. Mike was almost good. <laughs> <laughs> almost famous. So close. So close. Almost famous. So anyway, that's the name of his next someday album. Someday they'll make a movie about your life. I know, right? Yeah. And who, who do you want to play cast you? Me as a girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> They'll name you Veruca Salt. What if she's really good looking? Though? Oh. That's fine with me. Okay. <laughs> Would, you wouldn't feel weird about that? No, not at all. Being attracted oh. to your on-screen persona? No. Nope. Self? No. Nope. <laughs> I'm attracted to myself as it is, so. That's, oh, there. That's Hello. valid. Yeah, yeah, the only reason he's not like, got his hands in his pants. Good self-esteem, I suppose. It's cold oh. outside. Got- anyway, for those, <laughs> those who care about such things, Veruca Salt's 2015 album ghost notes available now check it out man it's good stuff has been available since has been available for five years yeah right Garrick docker (laughs) well well guys you um did you see that uh oscars thing that went on oh yeah that Uh, happened truthfully not a single second yeah i didn't see it (laughs) either either. i heard about it i just looked up the winners but (laughs) (laughs) so like i guess there was a big deal that parasite won the oh, yeah. best picture yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, I heard right? about that. First yeah, foreign right. language film to win best picture. Yeah. Or, no, so that's I, not true. Didn't Life is Beautiful win best picture? You're, you're, talking, you're, like not, care. you're not talking my language, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> Sorry that I know some things about film, except I might not know. Them. Maybe it was the only yeah, one that whatever. won best foreign picture and best picture. Yeah. I, mm. I got to look something. That like seems it. like they're a little greedy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I saw Parasite and that's not what I'm going to talk about, but... I thought it was okay. I liked other. I like. I mean, I'm hearing that it, from a it, lot. It, it Actually, was definitely yeah. an Oscar-worthy movie. Was it? Yeah, I say so. It was well done. But I, I went back. Yeah, and but I'm it like, wasn't okay. better than Avengers Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it better than Endgame the Three was, Amigos? Was but good was it, eye candy. Was it? Better? But there wasn't a lot of substance there. <laughs> this one was a lot of substance and no eye candy. So. Aww. Yeah. What's wrong with that? But anyway, that uh the director Bong Jun Ho. Whoa. I guess. Am you, I saying that? You right? emphasize the bong part. And I don't the ho. Get that. Whoa. Emphasize yeah, both of them. Okay. Yeah. So he he made another movie called Snowpiercer. So yeah. I went and watched that because it had <laughs> wow, uh, Captain America in it from the Avengers Endgame that you were talking about. Yep. Remember that guy? That guy. Captain America? Yeah. yeah. I saw mm-hmm. Ed, Ed Harris in it, so I'm like and oh, Tilda Swinton, who was also in Avengers Endgame. Wait, Tilda so, Swinton? 
Yep. Yeah, she's it in it. To me that what? Ed Harris wasn't in there. Somewhere. It's basically the entire cast of Avengers Endgames in this movie. Plus Ed Harris. Plus Ed Harris. <laughs> Which just, Ed Harris makes everything better. Yeah. Oh, he always yeah. does. So this, this movie's about, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic type movie where the earth is like frozen over. I mean, and there's a train that goes all the way around the world once a year. And the only people left alive are on this train called Snowpiercer, I guess is what it's called. I don't know. Why, why does it only go around once a year? Like, hey, it's it's train time. Let's everybody. go find the well, life. It was people. built by like an eccentric billionaire. There's like, oh, you know, there's there was some sort of uh, global um, like uh, climate catastrophe that he saw coming. I like, want to build this train so people can survive. But uh, it's like it's it's kind of like a different version of Parasite in a way because it's all about uh, a class system. But this one has a lot more like action and guts being ripped out and stuff. Ooh, what's and it called? Getting cut off. That sounds like it's up your alley, bud. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It's it's a very like his movies are very they are they're very strange. I guess they're not they're not like a typical like. I guess American movies. They're not your, you know, best picture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I liked it a lot. Uh, I think it's on Netflix right now, I believe. And yeah, it's good. Good sci-fi movie for sure. A lot of, a lot of stuff in there. That's stuff. I'm interested to see Parasite, but kind of what I'm seeing from everybody who's like going out and seeing it now in theaters going, eh, it's all right. You don't really need to see it in theaters, I wouldn't say, because I mean, you're going to pay what? 11 to 15 dollars to go see it in a theater and there's it's not an action movie by any stretch well, I mean, is that is all we're bit. supposed to go see in theaters now is that yeah. the rule we only see action yeah. movies yeah, yeah what's, man. what's the movie called again which one the, well not parasite snow uh, snow piercer netflix right now it's all one word snow piercer yeah it's an interesting movie a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that's on my pile of America. shame Snowpiercer is. I need to get around to it at some point. Yeah. By the way, follow up. Uh, Life is Beautiful is nominated, but it did not win for Best Picture. However, uh, Robert Benini won for Best Actor. Oh. Robert. Did it win Best Foreign Robert Picture or something? Also the director. What's that? Did it win Best Foreign Picture? Uh yes. Yeah. Picture okay. did. There you go. And Best Music Original Dramatic Score. Yay! I'm next. I got. I'm next. Oh. I'm 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 next. I have been doing something I don't typically do. I've been watching oh. a reality show. Gross. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was gonna guess sit-ups. That was <laughs> oh, no. Burn. <laughs> got him. That's another one. That's a. <laughs> that's another one. Oh, by the way, I think there's a. I think there's some static on your uh, on your on Discord. <laughs> How he might need to might need to crank that down. Um, I uh, no, I've been watching a reality show uh, called The Curse of Oak Island. Yeah. And the reason being was that I just thought this was some dumb reality show, like you know all reality shows are, and have paid no attention to it. And then I saw something on Twitter that was probably just some clickbait garbage, and I was like, I was like, what? And I clicked on it, and I realized that this is a show about basically a centuries old legendary treasure that is like a real life thing and that I've known about for a long time. And it's one of my like 
longtime fascinations with this island in Nova Scotia that supposedly has treasure that's been there for hundreds of years. This treasure shaft was discovered in like 1795 by some teenagers, or 1785 maybe. And oh. uh, and like lots and lots and lots of people have tried to get in, but it was boot the tunnel or the hole, the tra- shaft, shaft is the word. Uh, sorry, I sometimes I forget the things, the language that Garrick's mom teaches me. So in the shaft... Yay! Uh, specifically, it was booby-trapped and it filled with seawater. And so people have been trying to figure out a way how to get down there and get this treasure that people have theorized was a pirate treasure or like uh, money that was stowed away, I mean, kind of like a privateer, like by privateers that, are, that was being like uh, British pounds that were going to be used to finance the American Revolution all the way back to like the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Grail because there's evidence of Templars being at this island is even longer ago of like, so like, you know, when... In the 1400s, the French king decided, hey, let's off the Templars. They've got more money than me. Uh, that they <laughs> smuggled some of their Jerusalem plunder out to keep it safe and maybe brought it over and buried it here. And I had no idea that anybody was making a show. Th- this has always fascinated me. I used to be really into like the Templar crap and everything. But then the Da Vinci Code happened and everybody was into it. And I was like, whatever, man. But uh, I like Templars before it's cool. Yeah, I like Templars <laughs> af- way after they were dead, but still before it was cool. Um, and I, I was just, I was like, wait, okay, I got to watch this. So I watched the first season and the sixth season. I uh, skipped a bunch because I want to get to where they are now. But it's interesting because basically it's a couple of dudes. They have money. They bought into a company that owned the majority of the land on the island so that they could access it. And they hired teams of excavators. They walled off like a cove to try to stop the source of the water rushing in if they can find it, you know, the booby trap water pipe or stuff. And they've got all these different records over the last couple hundred years that people have kept about their attempts to get the treasure. So they're, but nothing's quite perfect, you know, like the surveying technology was different back then. And so sometimes they're discovering stuff and like, wait a minute, is this part of the treasure shaft and, and, you know, things underground, or is this part of a shaft that someone or a tunnel that someone dug to get at it? There's all this mystery and they keep finding little artifacts and stuff. These all kinds of metal detection technology and, uh, you know, the uh, sonar type, you know, seismic stuff. And it's just really, they by the sixth season, they really slowed it down so that you're only getting little bits and pieces every hour long episode. But I watched a lot of this over when the weekend. When do they vote people off the island? They don't. They don't vote anybody off the, off the island at all, but a lot of people Pass. get involved and it's just, it's really cool. I, I'm, I'm hoping it builds towards something. I'm basically not allowing myself to Google it at all because I don't want to find out that they have found anything yet. Cause it's something I've been fascinating with like all my adult life fascinated with. So yeah, I'm watching a show about treasure hunting and my wife and daughter are both addicted to it. What's it called again? The curse of Oak survivor. Island. The Curse of Oak Island? Yep. That does sound like a Survivor uh, title. Yeah, yep, that's sure why does. I never, I didn't realize it was about this Oak Island. I thought it, you know, it's a, it also it's like History Channel. And when I think History Channel these days, I think like alien, ancient aliens. And I'm like, pass. You know what I mean? I like aliens and stuff, but ancient aliens is just the most ridiculous dumb show. You know, it's like, oh man, this, there was a pebble in line with another pebble. It must be aliens. aliens. So I like a show where they're like, oh, man, there's a boulder in line with the boulder. Must be treasure. That's my speed. <laughs> <laughs> well, treasure's real, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And it's great. Like, at one point, they even the crane operators in Nova Scotia go on strike. 
And so nobody shows up to work that day. So for a couple episodes, they're just bringing in any Tom, Dick, and Harry with a with a theory about what constellation lines up with what. And we're like, all right, let's look at this one. Sounds good. All right, great. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I it, it just it fascinates me, but there's also that part of me that's just like rooting against them. I'm rooting for them because I've always wanted to know what's under there, but I'm also kind of like, it'd be really funny if it was all paper money and it got destroyed when it got flooded with salt. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like at one point they found a little piece of paper with it, like a tiny little piece of paper and it had some red ink. I'm like, that looks like paper money. That would be so funny. They don't find any gold, just ruined paper money. So a bunch know. of Atari ET games. Yes. Just filled <laughs> with, That's where they put them. Filled with, yeah. 2,600 games. That's where Canada put them. America yeah. They had to put the Canadian ones somewhere. Yeah. Those are even worse because they were in French. Yeah. <laughs> All the English language in that okay. game was translated to French. Those are French numerals. Oh man, it's even frustrating in French. It's all Roman numerals. What, what's wrong with oh, French people? Get it. Anyway, that's me, Sancho. Yes. What has been on your docket? So, if I told you that there was a comic book run of sorts, what about Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I knew this. Ooh. Would you guess that it was good or bad? Okay, so what I would say is Define that good. to do something like that, you better have a good idea in mind. So it has a chance of being good, mm-hmm. but probably bad. It's it's so good. I love it so much. I'm in the second volume now. <laughs> wow. They, they just, oh, they just wow. did it right. They did it the right way. They knocked it out of the park. It, does um, it have a specific title? What's it called? Um, it's just called Batman... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think the first volume might be Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because, you know, they have to fight and measure each other up before they realize they're going after the same bad guys. Yep, got it. Comics haven't changed. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) And they made a um, movie about it, too. Yeah, they made a movie based off of it. But the, the first volume has the turtles going to Gotham and the second volume has Batman and Robin going to New York, going to the Turtles version of New York. I like to think Batman and Robin step into New York and they're like, where even is this? Someone point this, <laughs> someone point, point this on a map. I, I, where are we? What is this giant city? I'm on. Wait a minute. That's not where that's supposed to be. Cause it's like yeah. Metropolis or something. I've never fully. So all I can say is like somehow, like when you read it, if you're a fan of the old Eastman and Laird comics of Ninja Turtles, or the first movie, which was the, follows that the most closely, the first live action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just captures the way that I would have tried to imagine, but failed to imagine them interacting. It just does it so well. You're like, yes, this is what would have happened. Of course, Batman and Leonardo would have sparred, you know, in practice. And anyways, <laughs> it's great. Okay, so <laughs> there's an animated movie. Made of this? There's an animated movie based off of it that I I don't want to watch until I'm done with the comics. And the third the third volume comes out in like April. Where so. can a lazy oh. person like me see the animated movie? It's on Vudu. Okay. Like you can rent it for three bucks, I think, or four. Okay. I'm I'm interested because both are properties that I like and would assume would be awful together. But mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. there's if it's the right amount of hokey without going full camp. Or vice versa, the right amount of camp without going full hokey would probably be a better description. I can right. see myself enjoying it. Like the, I'm nervous about the animated version because I typically don't like comics that have been converted to 
animated version movies. Yeah, yeah they're usually terrible. Yeah. Like the killing joke. Oh, that, that was, was terrible. Oh, killing. The, yeah. Yeah. Really, I like the killing. You know, was like that, you just was that the Bender Joker. Was, was, yeah. Yeah. The, no, that was the Red Hood, wasn't it? No. No. Red Hood. No. Red Hood had uh that was still uh our normal. Oh, that that had Neil Patrick Harris, right? Yeah. Killing Joke used Hamill. Oh, it was Hamill? It did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the but, only uh, they just about added was... other stuff to it. They, yeah, they added like, Batgirl uh, in a lot more and gave her an affair with Batman. Yeah, it was weird. That, one was yeah, weird, yeah. Dumb. that was the only like, one that was part that I felt. Yeah. Bad, but. There's things that comics can do because they allow you to fill in the gaps between the pages where the animated you know, movies, they, it feels like they have, they forced themselves to try and fill in those gaps for you. And then it just makes it fall apart somehow. I call that modern cinematic storytelling in general has that. Form. Yeah. Um, or, it, or it's so faithful that it's boring and you're like, why did I watch this? Like the Batman year one one. Yeah. Is that, that was the one with John DiMaggio. Was it Batman year mm-hmm. one? Yes. Yes. That was it. There it is. That was boring. So now he's a Joker in Batman Under the Red Hood. Also. All right. Under yeah. the Red Hood. Got it. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead and watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> After everything I said, yeah. don't say I didn't warn you. I know. I know. I'm just going to take the plunge, get the do the old ice bucket challenge and, and just go through it that way. That's how I I think it'll still be kind of fun. I, I think in the movie version, the um like the inmates of Arkham break out and are um, they're exposed to the mutagen ooze. <laughs> <laughs> oh now I'm no. in now I'm real in now I'm all so it does in. seem like redonkulous like they did something different with it I think that makes it fun so yeah wait what would, the, what would the mutagen do in this version because in it, the it turns them into kinds of animals okay so it's whatever oh, animal they were wow. most recently in contact with what is Catwoman what so kind of like the cartoon, no, has... using the cartoon mutagen rule it's like Rather somewhere the in their genes the is what animal they came from. Okay. It's really weird. That so, weird. but it's kind of like a mutant. It's like a mutant what uh, Robin turn gene into? that comes out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns into a bird and flies far, far away. A snail. Catwoman <laughs> turned into a donkey. Turned me into a bird so I can fly far, far, far away. <laughs> oh, no. It's Jenny. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you know what that means? What? Howie, Howie need wait. Or Howie could give his. I went first. Did he? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah, you did did say anything? Yeah. I can't remember anything he said. Not only did he ruin <laughs> Howie's, <laughs> he forgot. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, do I need to play some more Britney Spears for you? <laughs> that's not new. Yes. yes, please. <laughs> Always. Put it on screen if you're going to make me listen. Well, boys. Leave Brittany alone. Toy Fair 2020 has taken place. Yay. We got some uh, new interesting things that have been unveiled. Do we? Uh, Not the least of which, uh, some new Transformers toys that uh, I might Mm -hmm. be interested in. Including some... uh, Oh, I'm trying to pull it up here. Give me a second. Yeah, this whole the time. The ones that turn yeah. into birds and such, right? <laughs> the birds, yeah. Uh, there's a new this arse. Is a, there's a really long pause here to get to the crux of the matter, which is Transformers with boobies. 
<laughs> yeah. There's some new Earthwise, the best kind. <laughs> Earthwise toys that have been unveiled. And uh, um, some of these have been long awaited, uh, including the RC figure. Um, what is that? RC is RC is the it's like it's almost as sweet as Pepsi, but it tastes somewhere between Coke and Pepsi. I really love RC. <laughs> I love cherry RC. That's the best drink ever. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'll fight you. RC Weird is actually promotion. the pink female version of a Transformer that made her first appearance in Transformers it's the movie. Like Sailor Moon Transformer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> perhaps, maybe. No, nah, not really. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> uh, I remember when RC, the RC figure, actually this particular figure, and there's a statue that one of these... Uh, Toy manufacturers is putting out right now that's caused some controversy, but really? um, yeah. So okay, in terms of the female transformer, this was um, actually kind of controversial back in the eighties, back when Transformers the movie came out because everybody's like, "Well, I mean, they're robots, so I mean, there's not really males and females, right?" I mean, that's kind of it's the eighties. Is back when Tipper Gore was mad at Murphy Brown being I a know. single mom. Trust me, I know. Yeah. So anyway, so it was kind of controversial at the time that there was a female Transformer, which I, I mean, I was a young guy at the time. I was like, oh, okay, it's a girl Transformer, whatever. That's cool. You know, whatever. That was probably so, um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I was fine with it. I didn't think it was a big deal. I like the RC character. I'm like, why not? So uh, anyway, the, there hasn't really been a good definitive character of this um, produced the for the toy line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So the Earthwise line is releasing. What is Earthwise? What is Earthwise? That? I mean, that, okay. So there is great different. Corey. Sorry, I'm it's, sorry. It's just a particular toy line, man. So and it's, it's not. Just, a, it's not a brand. It's just like, like a series. No, they're, they're all Hasbro. Oh, so, so it's just like a series. Yes, it is a yeah. series. The correct. So yes, which and Earthwise is the latest series. Like so. War for Cybertron was a different series, but that centered around the War for Cybertron. Well, it, this is War for Cybertron. <laughs> It's it's hard to explain, man. <laughs> you have to glory. really get into it. No, it's, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you've done it. You're right. Mike, thank you for exercising some uh, some restraint. <laughs> we don't want to get too deep into this. So, what's next? But, or did was there more Transformer talk? <laughs> Go ahead, Garrick. <laughs> well, then, you forgot about all the Star Wars stuff that came out. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the new uh, Baby Yoda that everyone's tweaking on, the animatronic Baby Yoda that apparently comes with the uh, the hovering Yoda. basket thingy. Does it really yeah. hover? Can I ride it like a hoverboard? Oh yeah, sure, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, but this thing I guess is gonna retail for sixty dollars, which is seems to me like it's pretty good, because it does a, a bunch of different movements. Its eyes open and close. Its head turns. Its ears wiggle. Makes me it, think of a Furby. I was gonna say it sounds like yeah, a Furby. Kind of. <laughs> like it, it raises its hand like it's using the force and closes its eyes. Well, it does the magic hands thingy? Yeah. So I guess it, it comes with a the Mandalorian uh, Mythosaur skull necklace, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I, I think it looks pretty good for sixty bucks. If you don't want to go in all in on the sideshow toys yeah one for 60 for, bucks it doesn't look bad but my only fear is when they're like it's animatronic i'm gonna be like so when you pick it up it feels like you're just holding a sack of batteries 
You know what yeah, I mean? Because like I want metal I want, exoskeleton. Yeah, I want to nuzzle my baby Yoda. I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to hold him. It's I just want to hear it when the batteries are low. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if you want to hold and squish your baby Yoda, you're gonna hold and squish your your baby Yoda, Corey. Build a bear is coming out with a baby Yoda. <gasps> this is crap. This is crap that you're telling me this now because my daughter just blew a hundred dollars in birthday gift cards that she got from family at Build a Bear today. Today. <sighs> And now you're telling me this. I could yeah. have easily like stolen half of that. <laughs> like a good parent does to teach a child to exercise their own restraint and then yeah. blown it on a baby Yoda. So thank you so much. Baby, baby Yoda's going to be hot this year. Coming out with lots of baby Yoda stuff, including a baby Yoda operation game. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm in. I don't care. A baby Yoda. <laughs> baby Remove the midichlorians from uh, the baby yeah, you say you're pulling midichlorian clumps out of the child or something. Oh, they got... No, you can pull a... It, you don't really... So, it's it's technically operation, but you're not really operating on baby Yoda, I, it, apparently. You're operating it's, on the, uh, the egg it's in. Yeah, the egg it's in. Uh, they're coming out with a baby Yoda beanie for your little baby. Little, ba- little beanie baby. Baby beanie. Baby Bean. Come on. Got it. And of course, they got the full size Baby Yoda um, Halloween costume for That's a toddler. Nice. And it's it's incredible. You should you should go out on the internet and see these pictures. They're fantastic. I'll have to take a look. At I'm trying to, but they it. are not being very friendly to me. Oh. oh. Internet's mad at Howie. Yeah. Baby Yoda. Anything else from Toy Fair? Get it while it's hot. Uh, they had a bunch of other stuff. Great. That was okay. Awesome. What's next on news? <laughs> Indiana Jones 5 in the news this week. What's boys. next on news? <laughs> Indiana Jones 5 in the what's news this week. I'm making another Jones one. What's it called? What's it called? Call the Wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the dog. Yeah. The Andy Circus dog. It's not Andy Circus though. Yeah, it might as well be. Yeah. The, the dog never says. <laughs> does it? I hope they use an actual dog in mocap for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> First off, they didn't, and secondly, they should have. You are right. They did. They not. did use mocap for the dog, though. It was a, it was were, a dude. It was a dude. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, Andy Circus, which is a, a tragedy. He might have graduated from the Andy Circus school of ping pong ball clothing so of course he did well last week harrison ford on <laughs> oh, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> harrison I we just ford on the sunday morning show telling the viewers of the show that he will be starting his work <laughs> on the movie here in the next couple months <laughs> not sure what that means he didn't really elaborate apparently yeah but oh. uh so yeah so indy five <laughs> are they bringing Mutt back? He's my favorite character of all the Indiana Jones. Or is it we're going to find out that Harrison Ford's even more of a deadbeat dad? I'm guessing probably not. But who knows, I mean, man? About, who I don't knows? Think he just made that one movie about himself, so he they, might be back, right? They shot their wad on giving him a family oh, that he boy. didn't know about. And now he's just gonna have gone on and further not cared about that family. I mean, do you guys think are they are they gonna bring back Shia LaBeouf? Of course not. <laughs> I don't know. He's big now. 
back. He is back. Yeah, he just had that Honey He's Boy movie. Again. Remember? Yeah, yeah, but no. He wrote and he wrote it, yeah. and then he was in it also. He was he played dad? Uh, I mean, in in Indy Four, they really set him up to be like the next Indiana Jones, but is then that, he well, they really of, attempted to do. They that. attempted to do that. <laughs> they really did. Yep. But then and they then forgot that's Shia that LaBeouf. Then they realized, oh shit, we we hired Shia LaBeouf. Maybe that wasn't the best. They also realized, oh wait, option, maybe but... people don't want a motorcycle riding greaser as an <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> maybe not. That's possible. Something. I I don't even know what to expect from this. They and... should have made Kate Blanchett Indiana Jones. That'd have been awesome. I'd have been all around that. Like a Plus. communist. I mean, Indiana this is Lucasfilm, right? So, I mean, Lucasfilm doesn't have the best track yeah, record. Thing. I'm still going. Uh, let me know when they fire this writer <laughs> and then fire a director <laughs> and then have an internal political dispute. I mean, going to fire Steven Spielberg? Yeah. Right, oh. <laughs> well, because he'll be too excited about not having George in the way, and they'll oh, fire him. Oh my, that's right. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, because George. Oh my is right. Spielberg blames George for a lot of the problems with the last one. So. Yeah, boy. Just, well, that's gonna be a perfect movie then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how old is Harrison Ford now? Like ninety-two. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in Harrison Ford years, yes. <laughs> we are approaching his bicentennial. <laughs> Oh, 190. You factor in plane crashes yeah. and automobile accidents. I just, yeah. he's I don't know. If he's a cat, he'd be almost dead. So. I mean, I feel like <laughs> it, his performance in Indy 4, I mean, I mean, Indy he was, 4, well, he was the best one in the film. Yeah, I was going to say, and the movie maybe itself, John say what you want. I mean, I felt like, I mean, he did a, you know, a decent performance, but. Uh, I don't know what to expect now. I mean, what what are we now? I mean, ten years later. I know it's so much easier when we could blame George Lucas for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a I'm not going to be a GL apologist and start licking his nuts because I just remember things better than they are being better than they are now. But I'm like, you know, it was just easier back then. I just wanted to make a Nina Jones a saucer man from Mars. <laughs> which is what he actually wanted to call the movie. <laughs> yeah. And Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg had to back him off that ledge. And it was like, all right, George Lucas is an idiot. Got it. But now it's like, oh, wait, no, everybody else is an idiot too. It's just, they happen to have this right kind of idiocy and genius together at one point in time. That movie, man, I've, I've, it's been a little while, but Still I tried, seen we, you never seen Indy four. I, I actually tried to get send Howie home with the DVD a couple times, and he would just take it and throw it on my table in defiance. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. I watched this maybe a year or so ago, and I mean, like the first half of the film was fine. Yeah. And then at when some, it picks up, it goes down. I, yeah, it's at the some fridge, point, baby. you're like, oh my God, what's happening? We're it's, swinging with it's, monkeys. It's the monkey scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the turning point. It wasn't nuking it the fridge. Down from that there. didn't do it. No, uh, nuking the with fridge. With the groundhog was... looking at him. Okay, dude. Yes, you're right. That was pretty <laughs> bad. Me? That was three PO. What a drag levels of bad. But but <laughs> they then did the, the movie. Op- they did the opposite then of the removing the Pretty much okay. <laughs> That's right. Until Marion comes on screen and she's the polar oh, opposite man. of Marion. Who from, she was? Yeah. I know. She's I like, hated hey, that. I'm a smiling, happy chick. No, you're a sassy. What <sighs> is this? You're a strong-willed woman, and you're just walking in like, oh, I'm a happy lady. Role where I'm just, you know, feminine and what I'm like. She was like. Demonstratively, I know she was. Know, she was uh, having a drinking contest yeah. against a big, huge. Yeah, but no, she's just a happy mother now, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like that. What a reduction of that. Kid. I know. 
Um, but then, yeah, when the, it's when the monkey swinging starts that the movie never recovers. So you're really selling really me on seeing that's, this. That's the scene that I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry to you check know the out. scene where Andy's crawling through the dirt hole and for whatever reason, the camera's like outside of the dirt the hole dirt looking hole. in, like he's crawling through it, like, and it's tipping over. But the camera angle is if you're looking at like a terrarium full of Indiana Jones. Like, That's like why we a, call like, the Wes Anderson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. That's actually perfect. It's suddenly a Wes Anderson movie during that scene. And it just stylistically, yeah, the movie never recovers. Across the board. Terrible movie. I forgot uh, we were doing yeah. it. I see it when I see that five. movie on TV. I just say, cover it. Cover it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just yell, close your eyes. Marion, close your eyes. <laughs> Don't look at Don't it. Look at it. <laughs> I Don't look at it. Don't look anywhere near it. I just remember, okay, I remember the monkey swinging, and then I remember the end of the movie, and they're Don't standing. You remember the fire ants? The giant fire oh, ants? Oh, that was terrible. Dude, I kind of, seriously, I kind of block things out. I remember, like, it's bits awful. and pieces. Yeah, I don't actually remember. Like, I remember the Jeep fight where they were fighting on Jeeps. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and this. I remember they're in a in the, the pyramid or something, and then it, like, then, like, it opens yeah, up, aliens come up to for life some and reason. fly away. Yeah, and then yeah, the fly the flying saucer goes away, and I'm like, I what well, happened? It's interdimensional, actually. Oh, that's I right. They were so... Oh, they made it worse. <laughs> Not extraterrestrial. You know it what? It would have been better if they were extraterrestrial. Oh. Dan Aykroyd probably loved it. I just yep. don't. I just. I mean, <laughs> I just have to ask myself. I mean, is Indy Five just like Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg going? Okay, George is not involved. We can make this a little better. He's, but every no, time he's, he's systematically killing off all his characters. Every time they get up and walk to the bathroom, oh, they see George out a window in the corner of their eye and they look and he's gone. <laughs> I just saw George again. Are you serious? I just saw George too. <laughs> was it out this window? I know I was looking out this other window. Oh my God. There's so many Georges outside. He's just out they, there haunting. They know how to sew. <laughs> so they go on set. They can't, it's like they can't say Macbeth, but they can't say George Lucas. Yeah. So like Bad the luck. director of Star Wars. I don't say George Lucas. You know, you're, it's funny we're saying all this, but like all Bad the Star luck. Wars nerds right now are like San Francisco King are all like, oh, George needs to come back to Star Wars, cool. and 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 they've offered yeah, him, dude, to come back and oh. come back. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> did y'all see <laughs> Red Tails? Did y'all see Red Tails? <laughs> yeah, I'd see a Star Wars Red Tails. Star Wars, the monsters. Mm. They're, the they're all red Twi'leks. Yeah. That's not is it better or worse than Tailspin? Well, Tailspin's pretty good. Oh, nothing's better than Tailspin. <laughs> I don't even understand. Who are you? I'm completely <laughs> Tailspin. What else in news? That's all I had for news. Oh, Thank man. Goodness. It's our part bottom line. Hey. Months? What was that? Yeah. You <laughs> 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 heard me. Again. I heard you all talking about great albums of all time tonight. I don't know if y'all know this, but what would you guess is the greatest selling soundtrack of all time? Jurassic Pork. You are incorrect. Anybody else want to venture a guess without Googling? What the Actually, greatest selling soundtrack of all time? What was that? Titanic. No. <laughs> Forrest uh, Gump. Forrest, no, Forrest uh, Gump. Guardians of the Galaxy. No. Forrest <laughs> Gump, however, was the fourth best selling soundtrack <laughs> album of all time. But allow me to enlighten you. Purple Rain was number three. Ooh. Oh. 
Saturday Night Fever Ugh. was number two. Okay. 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 And number alive. one made Dolly Parton a very rich woman because it's The Bodyguard. Oh. Featuring well, Whitney Houston yeah. singing I Will Always Love You, which was written by Dolly Parton. Really? I did not know that. Man, Dolly Parton's everywhere. She should be the next Indiana Jones. She credits she credits Whitney Houston with making her actually rich. <laughs> that we wouldn't have Dollywood if it weren't for Whitney Houston, you guys. That's what I'm saying right now. That's pretty. Man, that was balls. a huge song. It was everywhere. Yeah, it was. Hey, couldn't to, get away from it. It's time to talk about some music. Who is going to kick this mother off? Mm. Huh? 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 I don't want to start with Mike because it's going to get probably pretty crazy. And ugly. It's Yeah. Mike's Mike's going to get passionate and probably wake up a little bit. Well, if we start with Mike, he'll be asleep the rest of the episode. That's right. We got to make him anticipate. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I want to go to sleep, guys. No, not happening. Element of surprise. Not happening. Well, if you want to go to sleep, then let's let Corey go. All right, I'll go first. Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying to think, like, what's my favorite album of all time? Now, I would probably think, like, the top five, ten albums I would come up with. Sid the Science Kid. Would be Greatest Hits I know. That's disqualified. Those aren't okay. Qualified, so I'm like, all right, I got to think of an actual single album that I listen to the heck out of, and that is one of my favorites. Like, because I mean, the greatest of all time, I don't know, that's that's pretty big question, right? So I'm like, all right, let's narrow it down to like the ones that I just listen to the most, and just assume that they had, you know, that I really enjoyed them, (laughs) right? Because I listen to them a lot, and since I'm a modern human being, so I don't listen to albums anymore. I had to reach back to the old days. Carrying around the discman. Days of yore. Yeah. You know, laying around at a school event with my headphones on my head. The ones that were like outside of your ear. The one in your discman. They right. weren't Bluetooth. So, uh, <laughs> again. They didn't even cover your ears. There was no the only Bluetooth back then was the Nordic chieftain that that symbol comes from. Yeah. Bluetooth symbol comes from. That was his symbol. Little yeah, education. Jimmy word. Bluetooth. Poor kids. Anyhow, the, uh, so what I decided, I said I'm going to go with the first album that I ever went and bought from a store after hearing the music of the band on television. Like I saw Ooh. a video for Green Day's Longview, and I was like, that song's gross, but really catchy. I'm going to go buy that music. And so I went to the Best Buy, and they didn't have that album so i they did dookie Dookie. so i bought another green day album the only other one available at the time which was called kerplunk Kerplunk. which most casual fans of green day have never even heard of because it was before they were big but it was all that was available right at the time when dookie was coming out and flying off the shelves so i just happened to pick it up (laughs) this sounds funny my (laughs) i guess I wasn't even thinking about it. My mother was upset with me for buying this because it had a picture of like a com- cartoon girl holding a gun to her head or something. No, just in the it's air. Just in the air, holding a gun. She had a gun. Like a lighter. And a flower on her shirt. And the fact that yeah, I would buy flower. music where there was a picture of a gun on the album. Really big eyebrows. Really upset my mother. And I had to promise to throw away the jewel case and just keep the disc. 
This Why was, can't you just throw away the, the cover? I, did, the I didn't either. I just hid them. <clears throat> but nice. I listened to this album a lot. And it was also the, an, an, another reason why this was impactful for me before I start talking about the music at all was that my sister came home uh, from college and saw that I had it and was suddenly so impressed with my musical taste because she was she had just bought Dookie. And she's like, what is this? I'm like, it's from before Dookie. And she's like, suddenly like looks at me like some sort of proto hipster, which I've never had musical taste that never was more advanced for, than my sisters ever. You know what I mean? She's like, there's another album. She's like calling up her friend and they're talking about, yeah, my brother has this baby. You got to go find it. <laughs> and you couldn't just get on the internet and buy the stuff that he, it, well, they didn't even know how to use the internet. They, they didn't. And I was new at it at the time, but I mean, they were just like, seriously excited they had to find this album and I don't think they ever did to be honest with you but I'm sure now it'd be very easy to get a re-release copy of it iTunes yeah or yeah oh, what I have right now Just hold do, up yeah exactly that but um, <laughs> uh, I there are songs on this album that are so good and they carried a handful of them or at least a couple of them over onto do so the two most popular played songs on this album mm -hmm. Uh, according to the screen that I'm at on Amazon, yep, is 2000 Light Years Away, which is a great song. First, first song, song yep. yep, and the uh, fourth song, Christy yep, Road, Christy Road, which is a great song. And the reason why it's not Welcome to Paradise is because that's probably more played on Dookie, Dookie because bro. it yeah. preceded mm -hmm. Longview on the album. Um, there's just so is there any of, of them that you want me to play in the background you know right what now? Uh, play Christy Road Christy Road is like just such an amazing song and it's like it's a lot of people have never heard these songs especially for, until the internet made them much more widely available but yeah, yeah Green Day is a good band there he goes got that real hard drive and slow punk beat right yep got a beat it's, and it's got it. a really it's got a really good uh when it gets to the uh chorus which i believe is coming up right here yeah where it slows it it's actually the end of the chorus that really sells it it's and that's where something where green day was pretty good doing this kind of hybrid fusion punk thing where they could like incorporate all of this like emotional sound into it and the emotion was based on just teenage nothingness but here it is right here and the other thing is they were always good at real casual harmony like that too that threw a lot of that in but yeah there's a lot of music on this album that like drives, but also is like with that, like, but is also fluid at the same time. And uh, after I bought Dookie, I, knew, I started realizing I would throw in Dookie and I would listen to Longview, Basket Case, and When I Come Around. And maybe mm. I'd listen to I Was All By Myself if I was feeling surly. And I was all by myself. All by myself. But with <laughs> Kerplunk, I would listen to it front to back. I would listen to the entire album. There's not a song on there that I don't like. And I don't know if very many other albums that aren't greatest hits albums that I could say that about. Usually there's a throwaway song or three or half of the songs. But no, Kerplunk, it's like I, none of them, none of them is a scene stealer, but they're all good. Yeah. So Solid. that right there, is, you know, the, the first Green Day album, as far as I know, is my favorite album. Of all time. Of all of time. Of all time. There it is. 
I'm not going to play too much. It makes me wonder why. Man, we got to Especially of that, <laughs> of <laughs> really popular songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop that's, that's a good one. 2000 Light Years Away is a great song, too. It's all good. So good. Well, you want, you want me to play a little bit of that one? No, 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 no. Okay. I don't want to hold the train up. We've got, the we've whole, we're going to play the whole album. This is, yeah, we're just here listening. I'm going to call out Sancho now. I'm calling out Sancho. Oh, snap. Calling him out. Oh, oh. Calling me out. Calling you, you out. You mean I'm next? You're next. All right. Well, first I thought childhood, and I realized at home with Ernie and Bert would probably not be the best. <laughs> Dude, I'd, have been sold. I'd have been sold. In Grover's home. first day in kindergarten. So that's a good. But I, we, uh, it's on iTunes too, so I got my daughter. She loves it. It's just so funny. It's so great. Um, then I went high school grunge, and I think my favorite album from then is uh, Temple of the Dog, Ooh, which is nice Pearl Jam job. and Soundgarden collab. I think yeah. it's most well known for the. Um, that hunger strike song, sure. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's the Ottoman steel and bread. Say hello to heaven. I, when I try and do Thanks Eddie Vedder, I just think I just oh, think wait. of Mr. Ed. I try and sound like him. We're getting room. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little like background because for this one because I don't think many people know this band as well. They just know a couple of the really popular songs, and sometimes when all you know is one really popular song, you're just annoyed by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't want to give them a chance. And especially if it was like in a cheesy movie. Oh, no. Which this. <laughs> so, and what's cheesier than a walk to, walk, uh, to remember? <laughs> oh, no. Anyways, so um, this band, their songs have made it into so much stuff you wouldn't even know it. Like I've heard their songs playing in trailers to um, MLB The Show. <laughs> the video game. Um, I've heard it. I've heard it played uh, in NFL stadiums before. Some of their songs in NFL stadiums before kickoffs or uh, in WWE. Oh wow! Uh, they've done a cover. Music. <laughs> yeah, um, their their songs have been in uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, the movie. Uh, I like them. Yeah. They have or a song in cabin, cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I wandered um, into a cabin one day. Let's start with <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love this song. Can I stay they, with you? I'm going to go back and forth here. They have a song in Electra, the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> um, the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Uh, what? Yeah, and, and some other stuff. Oh, and on YouTube, they did a cover of Crazy in Love by Beyonce. It's so good. <laughs> I'm talking about the the band Switchfoot. Switchfoot. Oh, Switchfoot. Okay. I've heard of them. Yeah, I think most people haven't. Like, uh, they're they're a Christian band, but they're really really well known outside of Christian circles, and a lot of people who aren't Christians like their music, anyways. Yep. And they kind of did what I think Jars of Clay tried to do, but couldn't because they were really just a one hit wonder. But oh, they just recreated themselves. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> They had they had a no. they had a song in the ending credits of of Hard Rain. I mean, come on. <laughs> was it Blood? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. Of course, uh, it was. But but yeah, I think it was Jars of Clay was like where that um, South Park episode came from, right? Where they were going to start a Christian band to become popular yeah. first, and then segue into uh, yeah mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But this band did it without even trying. Like they're just being themselves in each album. They recreate themselves and they, the albums sound different, but they're all so good. I love every single one of them. And trying to pick a favorite was really hard. So I think I just have to go with the kind of like you, Corey, the first one I was, I was given as a gift yeah. not having any idea who they were. Mm-hmm. It was their third album called Learning to Breathe. And the song Dare You to Move, the song that's also in Walk to Remember, was originally in that album before it was redone and was made popular. But um, yeah, I just love it. It's, it's got to be my favorite band. I can't really pick a favorite album, so I'm going with Learning to Breathe. The one that impacted you. First. Of all time. Of all The one that got me breathe. to fall in love with them, and then each new album I fall in love with them again. Aww. It's like I'm cheating on my wife. Aww. <laughs> so much. With the whole music. band, you, get, you know this. Yeah, with the band, you just gotta fall you, in love with them every groupie? day, and you and they're great because you know they release albums like every two or three years. They have eleven different albums out now, and their their sound has changed so much, and their videos are so fun. So, like in Learning to Breathe, there's a song you can look it up on YouTube. It's called "You Already Take Me There," and the video they're like getting ready to do skydiving, and they all skydive, and then you see at the very end like these dummies just like fall and hit the ground as if the parachutes never open but right next to like a drum set and a guitar with a with like a cabinet next to it a bass cabinet and a bass and then all of a sudden the dummies just pop up and it's the guys and they're playing the music to the song wow. <laughs> hilarious you know i gotta so. admit i my exposure to switchfoot is not remotely what i would expect it to be looking back i'm really uh-huh. not as familiar with them as i would think i would be you know? I think I think everybody could find one of their albums that they would love because they go through so many different sounds, um, and it, yeah, I just their, their latest album I can't get enough of. I've been listening to it pretty much nonstop much, for like several months. Lesser known band uh, that I mm-hmm. uh, feel very similar could say a lot of the same things that you just said ab- about them, except on a much smaller scale would be Over the Rhine. Um, mm. Where like where it's like they've been around forever and their music has changed so much. They have thirty billion albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really have a lot of them. And actually, one of their albums could have easily been mine tonight, but I won't talk about it because I already went. You already went. Already went. You're done. But it's the same kind of thing where they, like that you know they they come from a Christian background and a lot of their music is about that type of thing, but a lot of it isn't. You know, it's just they're just mm-hmm. playing music about who they are. And yeah, uh, and, yeah, and so it's yeah, transcends that kind of you know exclusive association. It's just music. So. Yeah. So do we do we each get to request Howie to find a song to play a little bit of? Yeah, sure. Is that, is that what we're doing? Like a madman over there. So from their their most recent album, there's a song called "Take My Fire." If you can find that, um, do what? That's their most recent album. That's not the album you Put picked. Out. Oh, okay. Oh, he's laying down oh. the rules. Okay. Let me think about that for a second. Yeah, that's good. Do you want to switch your album? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to see what's be- in the box? Final yeah. answer. Or see what's yeah. behind door number three. Like so I'm breaking these rules that we're making up as we go. <laughs> no, this is your favorite, uh, the best album all right. of all time. Okay. Respect yeah. the game, so, man. Usually I'm more than willing to blame Howie on arbitrary rules. <laughs> But so this time I, I guess, think he's yeah. got a point. <laughs> Dare You to Move is the most popular song from their album, Learning to Breathe. My favorite song from that album is called The Loser. Oh, it's, it's, not it's, not, it's not Beck. It's, it's like the no, Beck-genary. I like Paparazzi a lot too, but I just thought the that loser. was fun. They had a song called Paparazzi. paparazzi. It's really, yeah, that song's great. 
What, what is, is that? Oh, Lady Gaga? The L- Loser. Wait, this, these songs came out. Uh, when did this album come out? Uh, 2000. This came out in 2000. Sounds like when I come around. It kind of <laughs> does a little bit. Yeah. Not They're now. from California. <laughs> they started out like more, more punkish. Yeah, it's still there. Oh no, they're changing it. Yeah, listen, they're so much more musical. They have more than four chords. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Not they have punk. so many Got more it. than four chords. They have songs that are in seven eight. Whoa! I don't even know how to process. Not even that. six eight, seven eight. I know. Yeah. Seven minute eight. eight. Seven minute eight. It makes eight. you look like an idiot <laughs> on the dance floor. You're like, wait, what? Where's the downbeat? You just look like you're having a seizure or something. Is that what's going on? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's what seven eight point. means. Yes. <laughs> it's called that one's called float. The one that's in seven eight. Man. All right. Is so that on this album? Yeah. No. <laughs> it breaks the no. rules. They, but they've, yeah, they've no. like, like when you see a group that keeps pushing themselves and progressing musically, and that's just fun. Learning you know? and, and becoming better at their craft. Yeah, yeah. learning and, and becoming better at the craft, at the singing, the bass. Everybody gets better. The band grows. There's like five members now instead of the three that were there in this album. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can't ex- you can't expect a band to. Th- I think this is one of the problems I had uh, growing up. Was you know I get. I get into a band and then I get their next album or a couple albums it's down different. the road. It's, it's not a different the same. Yeah, and then but as I got older I realized there's no possible way that you could expect a band to remain a good band and be the same. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're yeah. into their music mm-hmm. enough that you have faith in their ability, you have to be willing to let them take you somewhere. Yep. You right, know, but there are bands that have were good that have lost themselves in their creativeness or their lack thereof. Yeah. Like you two, the albums they make now are trash. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. they used to be great, and then they had a, one that was experimental that I like that a lot of people didn't. Um, anyways, we're not talking about them, and but there, there are bands like that, forever. and then there are bands like this where I can't believe how much I still love every single album that comes out. So Switchfoot, that's me. Who's next? Awesome. Woo! Garrick. Well, guys. <laughs> do you smell the okay, rubber so from when that we we're leaving these... on the road when he rips the brake that hard we're just like dropping brake dust everywhere <laughs> well, we, you know when we do these these best of our favorite things like i usually have it's usually pretty easy this one was like probably the hardest one for me yes we've done so far like because i had to limit Screw myself you, what nothing I had to like set ground rules for myself. Like it wouldn't be so a spoken my word. A little bit. Wouldn't be a spoken word album about dead dogs or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Cause obvi- obviously the best <laughs> album ever is purely instrumental album. soundtrack by yeah, John right. Williams. Yeah, Everybody, knows sure. that. Everybody knows but that. that. I couldn't choose that cause it's too obvious. Yep. Um, so I had to like limit. So no classical, no soundtracks, no show tunes, no best ofs. And then I had to try to, I was searching through albums like Beatles are one of my favorite bands, but their albums only have like four or five songs usually that I really, really like. Exactly. And that's tough. Yeah. 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 That's really tough. So I had to search through albums where the song, all like the percentage of songs to album was the highest. <laughs> so I started a spreadsheet. <laughs> so I started a spreadsheet. I graphed it out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't graph it out. Okay. I, di- I didn't start a spreadsheet. I kind of took mental note 
Of but he got the, on SharePoint. Yeah. The number of songs that I really liked uh, versus the number of songs on the album. And <laughs> the outcome kind of surprised me. But I guess <laughs> this is my favorite and I, album of all. I rejected. What? This is a clickbait speech. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my We've favorite. We've all done it so far. By, by default and by my scientific method, my favorite <laughs> album of all time is a Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. Yes. <laughs> That's not a bad choice. <laughs> Oh, I like how he method. prefaced it that much because he expected to take so much ridicule. I did. Well, look, <laughs> no, this is a great. Like <laughs> I, a great I, like okay, so I didn't <laughs> I'm listen. Still doing I'm getting it. Still doing it. Like Alanis Morissette, like she is amazing. Like anytime a song comes on my Pandora, I don't listen to the radio, but if I did, Alanis Morissette song comes on the radio, I'm not going to turn it. And that's kind of like my definition of what i like if if i'm not going to skip through it and this album has like all of her greatest it's basically a greatest hit cd was her first cd it really really was <laughs> uh so what's on only you a few songs that were really good that aren't on here like one was for i think the uh whatever the angels movie soundtrack thing with What's his face? Oh, that. And then there was one on a that different song album. was amazeballs on angels that soundtrack movie, what are we talking about um, was the that? Outfield? Uh, no. Had Nick Cage in it and Meg Ryan. Yeah. Um, uh, about angels. Angels in the Outfield. Uh, City of Angels? Uh, City of City Angels. Of Thank angels. You. Yeah, yes. that song was really, really that good. That song is amazing. That's that, one of my favorite In the songs. Arms of the Angels, right? In, or no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's no I'm picturing dogs. Dude, dead be dogs were going to come into this somehow. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, so like this whole track, like all all I really want, you ought to know, hand in my pocket, you learn, head over feet, uh, ironic of course, which was like huge when it came out. Yeah, all these songs were huge. Um, so like I just love her like aggressive singing style. This is very when it first came out, it was very unique, and like I'd never Mm -hmm. heard anything Mm -hmm. like it before. Um, the closest was that song, Hippie Chick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and speaking of Verka Salt like Alanis Morissette and they uh, basically like came out together you know came got popularity not together too, yeah, and Alanis Morissette apart, yeah. was kind of like the door that opened to let like like strong female singers like she, really yeah, felt it she kind of did I mean she kind of I mean there were other female singers at that time but she kind of yeah, you gotta think like Madonna I mean well, and, yeah, like Whitney right. Houston like they're doing like this bubblegum pop right soft pop type but stuff she like she was all open this all, like for singers like Paula Cole which is another one that I really like uh, oh yeah there's the Osborne girl that Sharon um, no <laughs> Melissa <laughs> Uh, no. The one that if God was one of us, yes, right. Her, I hated there, those songs. Liz so Fair. I mean, there yeah. was all kinds of um, female artists that came out at that time. But I really feel like Alanis Morissette kind of paved that, and she had that road. This really big mouth. She had a gigantic, <laughs> gigantic <laughs> mouth. Yeah, she still has a big mouth, guys. She's like a muppet. <laughs> Mike knows. Yeah, and it's crazy, like how, like she was. She wrote most of her, all of her uh, songs with another uh, person. She had a collaborator, right? But yeah, they yeah. Did, yeah it she was... she composed it all, and it, and she, I mean, she was so talented. Like on uh, the specifically the uh, "You Ought to Know" that song. She when she mm-hmm. went into the recording studio, she recorded with Dave Navarro and Flea. 
yeah. from Red Hot Chili I mean, yeah. Peppers. That was awesome. And they didn't yeah. they didn't have any any song notes to go off of. So basically, they just they just had her sing and they just jammed along until something sounded right. And they like made one of the biggest hits ever. I believe you meant to say "Flee" from. Uh, oh, Back to the Future. That's right. Yeah, Back to the Future. I believe the you future meant to say <laughs> "Flee" from The Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah Flee from it. everything. Flee is literally everywhere at all times. He is omnipresent. <laughs> yeah. Which song was hard, that again? It's hard to explain. You ought for, to know is is the one they played on. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to know. It's it's got. Um, if you listen to the bass line, it's totally flea. Explicit lyrics in it, but yeah. And that, apparently, uh, according to legend, that song's about Dave Coulier when they were dating. So Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Yes, that's okay. legend. I know that these people are all Canadian. Well, Dave Coulier's from Michigan, wasn't he? I don't know. Dave Coulier? Yeah, wasn't he from Michigan? No, they're Canadian, both of them. He is Canadian? Yes, I, mean, he is. Yeah, they, the name. I guess apparently before she wrote that song, they had dated. Yes. And I don't know. It's Dave Coulier, so he's a comedian. So who knows if this is true or not? He, it, he said the song was basically about the relationship. President Canadian Petrie have some like loose thread affiliation? It was, uh, I think this goes back to, I, and I could be wrong, but I believe Alanis Morissette and Dave Coulier were involved with. Remember that TV show, that Canadian you TV show? You television. can't do that on television. Yeah, I, I barely That's remember each it other because uh-huh. I did not have cable, but I remember watching people get slimed at my cousin's yes. house. And I loved that. Yes, they were on that show. Yes, oh, yeah. he, I think he hosted the show, I didn't realize and she was on there for like a season or half a season or yeah, something. It's like a handful of episodes, basically. Right. right, exactly. That's where they met. Supposedly dated. She was way younger than him. Yeah, way that sounds younger. creepy. Yeah, very. Yeah, I want uh, to. <laughs> I want to just go ahead and just briefly say that I respect everything that you guys are all saying. I don't like Alanis Morissette at all. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to. I res- oh, I, and, I, and I'm not saying this as, as just trying to back out of what I just said. I really do respect the songwriting. Yeah. I really respect like the skill. I cannot stand her vocal style. I know was, that I know that a lot of people do. Garrick said I really yeah, like her. You know, right. it's, uh, it's unique and I, yeah, it's it an acquired taste. It doesn't sit in my ears right. I yeah. just I don't like it at all. It's, and it's, I did it's because, not the fact that it's like more of a bold sound. It's because in my mind that kind of nasally like back of the throat stretch yeah. isn't a bold sound at all. It's a weak sound. Even though it makes Stevie a, Nicks all over again, guys. What's that? I said it's a Stevie Nicks all over again, yeah. guys. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I listen to Alana Smissette all, Morissette all day long before I listen to any Stevie Nicks. Not even one. I'm a never Nixer. Here's the thing. I mean, I don't feel like her vocal <laughs> her vocal stylings are timeless. I mean, I think they're pretty um, they stuck def- stuck in the time. That's and that's true. And I appreciated it at the time, but yeah, I mean. Sometimes when I go back and listen to it, it is kind of, I, I don't want to say jarring. That's the wrong word. It, but it, it, I think jarring it, is fair. It pulls me back into that time. Yes. And, and oh, yeah. This thing. is this that's is like thing. one of the albums that defined the 90s. Right. Like, it, it, like this and Nevermind from uh, Nirvana. Yeah. Which, sorry if I'm trampling on anybody, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it takes me back to not liking her in, back then. <laughs> <laughs> it was like during the time when you turn on the radio it was and it's Alanis Morissette, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll listen to this, and you turn it to a different station, and it's another Alanis, Alanis Morissette, Morissette song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that, maybe she that's was, part she of was why so, maybe that affects Yeah, so she was oversaturated, oversaturation, right. probably. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, and uh, <laughs> the the radio stations were notorious back then, and probably still are. I don't know of oversaturating. Time for music. another Alanis Morissette twin spin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, in the song ironic, she, I think she has the more muted vocals and I, I really like when she gets to the really soft parts. I think she really nails it. You know what? I can Don't see that. Think? Yeah. And some of the softer stuff. Yeah. I, her vibrato can irritate me a little bit in a very Stevie Nicks way at a little bit, but yeah, some of her softer stuff, I actually, it doesn't bother me as much when, when, and yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was kind of an interesting thought because we we were forced to listen to the radio all the time yep. or or CDs or tapes. Uh, but even when CDs came out, everyone was still taping the radio top 10. I well, mean, yeah. You couldn't afford to go buy every CD. Yeah. It wasn't until later that I could start playing CDs in my car. Yeah. And yeah. or. Or a, you or know, a wonderful invention called Napster. And also buying a CD. <laughs> that before, before that, her, yeah. Her, her Garrick selection process, buying a CD meant you were buying 60% songs you didn't give a crap about. Mm-hmm. to get the 40% that you did. So it was Either always, buy the CD or you buy five singles yeah. individually for like yeah. two bucks uh, each. Oh man, uh, now that takes me back. Buying like cassette <laughs> singles with like one song or two songs on them. I, I remember buying the... Uh, Aerosmith pink single. <laughs> I don't know why I bought that. I was stupid. No. But pink is my favorite color. That's true. I want to wrap you in rubber. Just saying. Howie. Is it my turn? It is. Am I last? Nope. Oh, well, you yeah. and Mike just can't keep track of each other. No. Tonight, can you? <laughs> That's all right. They're just trying to cut each other out. No, actually, I don't think of Mike as existing anymore. So That's fine. <laughs> wow. Most people don't. You've been canceled. They've come a long way from the sexual attention they used to have. <laughs> I miss, I miss oh, the sexual there's attention. There's nothing that stopping hot. that later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's how they make up. <laughs> we have to fight. We can't make up until we fight. The only way they can... <laughs> Anyhow. Um, Alright, so this is really odd for me to bring up. And I doubt any of you, except for Garrick, would even appreciate this. Oh, I appreciate all music, Howie. Yeah. Except country. Don't do country. Uh, it's not country. Just kidding. Uh, it's actually, it's an album that I listened to uh, after I first met my wife. And uh, she lives in Chicago. And I, we would travel back and forth to see each other. And so on the long drives to Chicago, I would obviously listen to a lot is she of gonna move down here at some point we're in discussions on making it happen you guys have like 43 um, kids and she doesn't even live all here for it. Yeah, i'm telling you what <laughs> having them hitchhike back and forth is really starting to, <laughs> to wear on them so uh they all made it most <laughs> most, most of the time most they do. well we said for the twins remember don't bring that up we lost count a while ago so at this point it's anybody's guess if they're still all we just keep having more just because we want to keep saying we have the same amount but we keep losing one every once in a while yeah it's like you're just recasting them (laughs) that way they always stay the same age yeah we call them jared um (laughs) (laughs) uh, we just really like that name. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, so it's one that I uh, would listen to and I would like sing to the top of my lungs, the whole album back and forth uh, because I, I love, I love the music and the comedy in it. And it's actually based on a, 
uh, a, a uh, uh, what's it called? Like an internet sensation, mo- uh, internet, mm, not movie, Mo- but movement, movement film, uh, doc, Dr. Horrible sing along blog. Oh, uh, yes. That that's a great movie. It's, it's a musical. <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted to support you, Howie. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. That's, oh, you've never <laughs> seen the movie? You'll probably like it. I've seen bits and pieces of that movie. It's, well, first of all, I, the movie's fantastic. It's got, uh, I'm blanking on names now. Harry Neil Patrick Harris. Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Harrison Ford. Felicia Day. Day. Uh, Felicia. Uh, Malcolm Reynolds. Malcolm what? Reynolds. Hmm. Yeah, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. The hammer. Is, Malcolm, yeah, Malcolm Reynolds. Reynolds. Look at me yeah. like I made that name you up. You blew my mind because <laughs> I was like Malcolm Reynolds was not in Dr. Horrible's sing-along. He was in Firefly. And, and Dr. Horrible. Yeah, so he was. But, um, the hammer is a So uh, this is a Josh Whedon um, film. Joint. Yeah, and him, uh, he, uh, him and somebody else wrote most of the songs. Uh, together, Zach, Zach, his brother, Zach Whedon. I don't know. Zach, Zach Whedon. Zach, 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 Whedon. Zach, 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 Zach Whedon. Zach, Zach, Zach Whedon. Uh, but it has. Uh, if you've never heard Neil Patrick Harris sing, he's got a fantastic voice. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Uh, yeah, that dude, dude can do anything. Dude, yeah, you know, Broadway performance. Neil but, Patrick Harris. Yeah, like, the guy's qualified. He's probably got a Tony somewhere. Probably, probably from Doctor Horrible Singing Blog. Um, Not a Tony. I don't think they ever did. The no, live they. Yeah, stage. they did. Did they? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, it was. I think part of the reason why I listen to it so much is because it makes me laugh, <laughs> and I enjoy actually singing to it. I don't know why, but I did, and it broke up the time for me. So I listen to this all the time for quite a quite a while. But it's uh, this is amazing right here. It's, yeah, listen to that. Man. It's not bad, but it's plain to see. It's funny if you see the movie. Yeah, that's the other part of it. It's not. It's not necessarily an album you go pick up and you're like, oh, no. You have to have the context. You have to have the context to it. And so I debated on this one, and I was like, I don't really know that I really want to do this one, but this was one that I like probably listen to the most because I listen to it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and an album you can sing to front to back is pretty good. And that's the thing. I would li- I would start at the very beginning, yeah. listen to it all the way through, and like sing every song yep. all the way through. And so I was like, well, that's kind of hard to deny that that's that like would be the one. and all 80 Greatest Hits albums I would have picked but wasn't allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get a little bit of uh, Nathan Fillion in here. Yeah, uh, I got a I got a T-shirt with the hammer on it. You do. I got. I see you wear that shirt. I don't wear it very often. I should wear it more. Nobody gets it anymore. It's because it came out a long time ago. Yeah, it didn't really stand the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> it did in my heart. I'm only teasing because you guys loved it so much. It's kind of like the Fifth Element for me. I'm like, I like it, but I just don't understand the. You love. just don't get it, yeah. uh, Corey. You just don't get it. Begging just to eat, but you know, lassie, <laughs> yes, so you wonder what your part See, Garrett can't even stop laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good, but home is where the heart is, 
So your real home's in your chair. Yeah, it's wise words here. Everyone's a hero in their, in their own, own way. way. Everyone's got villains they must face. This is powerful. Yeah, this Not is as cool as awesome. But folks, you know it's fine <laughs> to know your place. I'm, yeah. And my favorite song of the whole thing. So they say. It's, uh, you gotta like this. How come you get to play yeah, more songs? Say, than I, I played a lot of your guys' <laughs> songs. You just talking we're over talking them. over them. That's true. Always like giving them room to breathe. Well, and nobody knows these. <laughs> so someone was like, uh, "What is this?" But um. <laughs> It's great. <sighs> we can open by Monday. Thanks to you. <laughs> thanks to me. This perfect story. So they say. All right. Mike. Good pick. Good pick, Howie. I knew, I knew that Garrick would be the only one who yeah. knew... <laughs> Would appreciate it. I wanted to support you. Anything about it? You know what? Anything I knew about it. With Felicia Day, it automatically goes through an extra, an extra cynicism cycle with me. Yeah, but you got to separate the art from the artist. What? (laughs) Yeah, not in this case. I actually have no problem with the artist. It's the art. I'm fine with the artist. None of her art really. It's like pearls before swine, man. Like, like I know Garrick likes her a lot, but like even like when she shows up in Supernatural, I'm like, mm, too much Dollar Back, not interested. But well, the problem with Felicia Day is she's uh, too she, awesome. she had <laughs> she had a certain <laughs> level of talent. Yeah, and <laughs> her her and the people acted like she had yeah her extraordinary fame goes level. way beyond her talent. Yeah, like I loved her in the um, what was that uh, the, guild? the guild the guild the guild was perfect. Yes, and I liked her in that too. But she got so famous from being yeah. a nerd chick who's cutish with red mm, hair. Yeah, and that was unfortunate because I think she could have actually grown more into being better. Yeah, maybe if if <laughs> not thrusted into that. Yeah, that into uh, the nerd stratus splugosphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because she was she there. was I was still raw and green, very uh, back and, then, and didn't and have because a, of that remains so to this day. It, right, but doesn't seem i don't i don't and this was I still, can't tell if she knows that about her well and, and dr tell. horrible was like she was still back in that guild yeah days. yeah you're right it, she then. wasn't you're right she so, wasn't quite as i i came to the party late on dr horrible a little bit but yeah yeah, yeah. mikey mike oh never mind let's just quote the whole movie i was going to give my runner up but nobody else did so i decided to against it yeah I, 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 oh we can so, do runner-ups no <laughs> no who's up for round two yeah no. well, i was just going to name the album i wasn't going to go into it mike has been given a a, a wide berth here because he can finish us off but he also likes to get Gross. done before 2 30 in the morning so we'll see where he takes us oh mike, boy wow bring us home it I, is one thirty in the morning visual aids to an audio so podcast an so i know huh? that you've got he's got a whole powerpoint this <laughs> yeah, is crazy he's got a deck on there about time chains is actually after 2 30 all right so for those who Somewhere. don't know i'm actually i for a lot of years i was a professional guitar player with a <laughs> couple of bands 
As Corey laughs. I'm laughing because we literally <laughs> talked about this earlier, but or was that last week? I can't remember. I did know that actually. Okay. Well, not everybody does. So well, of they, course my... they listened to it earlier in the show they did. Some people might have just tuned in right now. Oh, some guy... people skip to an hour thirty. And if they into listen the to show. it every week, Mike yep. never fails a chance to bring it up. So <laughs> Yeah, I talk about it on right. sleeve, this guy. <laughs> he has a t shirt. This is perfect attendance. Yeah. <laughs> In the band. In the band. That so I was in. Did you hear the talk. shirt that says, I'm not with the DJ. I'm the band. So obviously the, the album I would choose would probably influence my musical Absolutely. preferences, my guitar playing, blah, blah, blah. So um, I chose, um, well, actually it was hard because Van Halen is probably the reason I picked up the guitar. So and you are my far initial from alone in that. A yeah, lot of boys I at know, that time, right? especially at my age, right? Well, you exactly. stuck with it up longer than ninety nine percent of them. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, my, my initial reaction was to choose the album that you know made me want to play guitar, which would have been Van Halen, the first album, which was the nineteen. It wasn't Stairway to Heaven. It was not Stairway to Heaven. So <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Wayne's um, world has led me astray. <laughs> So again, my initial reaction would be to pick the first album, which, you know, has, you know, Eruption, which is the big, you know, um, the uh, it's it's an instrumental um, lead into one of their songs and, and kind of showcases his tapping abilities and, and things that other guitar players weren't doing at the time. I didn't even that. know that they knew tap. Tap. <laughs> it's amazing. You Whoa, know. he does tap dance tap and dancing. play guitar? Yeah. He yeah. get top heavy and slide oh. and slip over and hurt. Right. So, but instead of that, that I mean, that's probably my most influential Even album. Shirley Temple but my favorite that. album would probably be Van Halen's Fair Warning, which was their 1981 release. And um, it's just, it's a lot more for Eddie Van Halen. Eddie is a kind of guitar player that he doesn't like overdubbing. So his preference on the first three albums were to just, you know, he did some overdubbing, but his preference is to just play you know so he's 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 playing both rhythm and lead at the same time but yeah. on this album fair on warning like a 12 string how does he do that oh just you just yeah just you have he to listen four to hands. Him, man. <laughs> i mean he's there's he doesn't prefer to have a rhythm guitar playing in the background and he overdubs solos he doesn't prefer that he prefers to just play over the bass so oh, wow. when he's soloing okay so um, that's his preference, but on the Fair Warning album, it's um, a lot more experimental for him, so there's a lot more overdubbing, so it's a lot more interesting to me. Um, the album is super dark. Um, really? I mean, a lot of people well, think... Fair Warning. <laughs> a lot of people think that oh, David Lee Roth, you know, I mean, big party guy and all oh, that yeah. stuff, but his lyrics actually, I mean, all the way up through 1984 before he left the band... I mean, a lot of his lyrics are very introspective and dark, and and uh, this album especially kind of really um, culminates in that. So, I mean, lyrically, it's it's very um, different than the other albums. It's less of a party album. There's um, actually, I don't think there's any. Yeah, there you go, Unchained, baby. I just picked this the is most probably the biggest. Though. Yeah, that's <laughs> the biggest uh, hit off the album. Um, the other one would be Mean Streets. If you want to find that one, be worth listening to. Um, but um, 
yeah, again, you know, lyrically, the the, the album's a lot darker. Um, this is probably their most critically acclaimed album. It might not have been their most um, successful from a, a album sold standpoint, but um, I don't know. Most musicians, if you, if you ask musicians, you know, which of their Van Halen albums is their favorite, usually they go to the Fair Warning and... and I'm I'm one of those. I I guess I count me among those that crowd. So um, again, this was 1981. So this is before 1984. The big you know jump and the Panamas and the you know the big party anthems. Yeah. Um, that they put out. But, you can uh, definitely hear that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it, it Van Halen has an iconic sound. Yeah. About it's like a certain energy level, like even down to like the acoustics of the vocals and stuff like that. Like it has it. I hear Van Halen and I I can like smell the sweat in like a gymnasium. Sure, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's what it like. Yeah. It, it, it's like it's not just like the nostalgic eighties, like you know, hearing the Doobie Brothers in the barbershop because it's playing a classic rock station right. or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, no, this is the stuff that the older kids were into. So that right. would, that my exposure would be like at like high school events and mm-hmm. stuff like that when I was a little kid, right? And stuff like right. That. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it between really 1978 is. and like 1983, 84. I mean, this these guys were like the biggest band in the world, and I mean, they would just would fill huge stadiums, and I mean, this was. Uh, this was the bridge between kind of the seventies kind of experimental, you know, you got your pink Floyds and your, you know, Led Zeppelins and things like that, which were a lot more progressive and, and more sophisticated. And, and these guys took some of that, but then they added like a punk rock vibe to it, a little bit, which made it simpler and more straightforward. Yeah. It made it feel more, more like accessible. Just, it made it feel like rock and roll. Yeah. Right. Instead of, experimental rock progressive rock it's like it put it, it, it yeah it, it's it's got more of a movement to it is how i've described sure. not van halen specifically but that kind of thing sure i'm not a, i'm definitely not a van halen connoisseur by right. any stretch right uh, no but it was really a bridge between that you know those two extremes from the 70s you know you had the punk yeah. rock punk rock in the in the late 70s was really i mean it was the anti disco movement and you know, and all the, you know, again, you know, you had the Eagles and the, you know, the Pink Floyds and the Led Zeppelins that were just, you know, these really slick produced bands and yeah. stuff. And these guys were that bridge between, you know, the punk rock and that. And it really drove that whole, you know, the hair metal scene, I guess, of the 80s. Tank top rock and roll, man. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, you know, again, everybody always assume, you know, thinks David Lee Roth as, you know, the, the, yeah, and then the consummate, you know, the guy with the spandex and all that stuff. And he was a flamboyant front man, that's for sure. But again, when you sit back and you just you turn on the music and you put on the headphones and you really listen to the lyrics and stuff, I mean, it's it's not party anthem music. I mean, it's it's pretty dark and it's pretty out there. So um, there's some there's some interesting stuff on there. And actually, the one you're playing here, this is Saturday afternoon in the park. This particular. This is not what I thought it was. I thought I was going to hear Chicago. Actually, this actually this track right here that you're playing was probably the beginning of the end for the the David Lee Roth version of the band 
because this is where Eddie started getting into playing keyboards and stuff like that, and David Lee Roth did not like that at all. He's like, dude, you're a guitar guy. You need to play guitar. Mm -hmm. And Eddie was like, no, man, you know, I want to expand out and do different things. So uh, actually, when they played this song live, they made um, Michael Anthony play the um, keyboard parts (laughs) because they don't because Roth was so insistent that Van Halen just play guitar when they're in the live performance thing. So, um, and then that all came to a head, of course, on 1984 jump, you know, their big number one hit from 1984. Um, you know, at that point, basically Van Halen took over at that point was like, yeah, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. So, and again, kind of the beginning of the end for that, that version of the band. So this is interesting, actually. I always it's thought cool they were just that, I'm digging this. It's <laughs> a lot. It's real cool. Yeah. This, I always yeah, thought they you... were just that band that uh, made that song "Dreams" for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I know there's people that are like you. Either have to be a David Lee Roth fan or a, um, a, a Sammy Hagar fan. I love both versions of the band. I just do. So they're com- two completely different things. Completely different. But. um the old stuff with David Lee Roth, man, it was, it was different, and it was, uh, it was exciting, and it was um, dangerous a little bit, and um, I don't know, it was, it was something else. It's, some, I don't think anybody's ever really rep- replicated it. There's a lot of bands that copied Eddie and the way he played and stuff through the '80s, but nobody really captured that overall vibe. They just never did. You hear? So anyway, I feel like Good I need. Pick. To, I really feel like I need to be sitting in a beanbag chair right now <laughs> with, like, with some big old, even ear larger ear pair of my LP. I should when we get together yeah. and we actually do our Plugged night into the, yeah, our, gonna, our vinyl night. I should probably make you guys listen to this album. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, we need to. We'll have to bust out my Van Halen album and play, yeah. have, play it for the second time. Yeah. Your women and children first is also a great album, my yeah. friend. Especially when you whip it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. Especially. Speaking of whipping it out, we need to whip this one up, y'all. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Fly Casual, greatest albums of all time. All time. All time. Uh, really glad you came along. Hey, join us. <laughs> <a> time? <laughs> time is it? Is it it's time to go home yet. <laughs> We, uh, we would really like Texas time zone. We really, yeah, lucky. Really like to hear what your favorite album of all time is. And again, greatest hits need not apply. But if you want to say, also, oh, greatest hits album, pretty good too. But we want to hear what yours is. So, won't you join us on Discord? It'll by probably be better than mine. With, I mean, odds are <laughs> at this point, unless you know. I I just had to be honest. I mean, I no new kids on the I was, block. I had, album had, had to you know come you. out with my truth. Hey, yeah. it's N K O T B. Get it right. Uh, hello, yeah, <laughs> new kids on the block before it was ever N K O T B. I hated that band before it was cool mm. to like or hate that band. <laughs> You're so wrong. Oh, things I could teach you. Your skin peel right off your skeleton, my friend. You should have seen my. You met, did you see the it? Did you see the it movie? The the it chapter one. Did you see the it? No. No? I saw both chapters. No. I'm gonna tell you what that kid had nothing on my sister with the NKOTB fandom. You nothing. When it came time to uh, to paint her room, 
we had to peel off all of the new kids memorabilia before we could take the wallpaper down. Ooh. And it was, there was so much of it. We were able to pull it off in rolls because <laughs> it was all just layers of tape over layers of tape. You have no oh. idea. Man. Yeah. But she's not a real fan unless she took all that tape off and put them back into boxes and, I think initially that was done, but then it was later <laughs> pared down to like a pillow and one other thing. But I'll tell you this: in her adult years, were when they, they got, hanging tough? When on they the started, oh, were, would you say that yeah. when they were touring? She went on the tour when they, when they were touring more recently. Yeah, she flew back to our hometown where she went to high school. Got together with her cheerleader friends from then, and they all went to a concert. Yeah, together. she did. That is. <laughs> That's commitment. Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. I don't know. Kind of creeped out by it myself. <laughs> yeah, they did. But we want to tell us what your sister was into or your favorite album. <laughs> yeah, we want to know about By joining sisters. us on Discord, by going to betterkind.com and clicking creepy. on the Discord link. And, jo- and you can join the conversation there about this and all kinds of other stuff. Wherever uh, wherever you get the podcast, go give us a nice little review to reach more listeners just like you. Go to YouTube, slap the bell around a few times, hit subscribe, show it who's boss. Slap in the base. Go to Facebook and search Fly Casual Podcast. Like us on there, follow us on there. Go to Twitter, Fly Casual dot chisel. Edu. Chisel. We got we got that dot edu just so we can get discounts on uh, on computer software. For we don't pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> we think this will help. Got our five four four three B. We just want to be NKOTB. compliant with the state. So do all that crap. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Hey Garrick, what's your mom's favorite album? Uh, I can tell you right now, know. it's Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. Oh, yeah, it oh, is. Oh, gross. <laughs> that's gross. You guys are gross. Yep. Other, wow, other, wow, uh, wow, well, that's, that's her second wow. favorite album. Her first favorite album is uh, is uh, Jeff Wilson, The Cajun Cook, Sings the Blues. So. <laughs> oh, there's Howie. It's a good album. Shut up. That is a good album, so I don't know what more I can say about it. Oh, there's Garrick. Isn't it ironic? Mm. Don't you think? Mm. Kind of makes a fellow think, don't it? Over there, Sancho! Hey guys, I'm going to take with me the memories of this podcast to be my sunshine after the rain. <laughs> you want oh, These all fly right <laughs> over my head. But in Boys the meantime... It's full circle. We, I quoted Boz to again. The same song from the beginning of... Anyway. Our, yeah, it's a bookend. Jelly. Uh-huh. And by the... Uh, by hammer, I mean... The wiener... Be my sunshine after the rain. Dork. <laughs> my dork. <laughs>